earlier this year for people who might be interested in sharing their stories. And the word got spread that way. We also publicized it in different ways. And then I think it spread through word of mouth as well. And so um, of the 31 interviews mm, in the last two months, not only were we creating the dance material together, but I was on the backside, you know, going through the interviews multiple times, trying to um, pinpoint either experiences that I felt were very unique amongst the group mm-hmm. or certain things that were commonalities. And I felt that it was also very important to have the oncologist and the healthcare professional perspective as well. Um, it was challenging and continues to be challenging because I feel like uh, so much of what people shared is important and probably, you know, not very well known by the general public. Mm. Um, they, you know, to, for, to give an example, there was one woman who uh, was at General Hospital and she, her regular doctor was not around, but she was dealing with the chemotherapy and um, she ended up falling into a coma and they weren't sure why. Mm. Um, And the family was um, not sure if she was gonna come out of it. So they were making preparations, you know, considering selling the house and trying to figure out how to cover the costs if she does pass. and but by some miracle she came back and she was able to come out of it and they realized later after her regular doctor had come back is that she had hepatitis b and after each chemo session they were supposed to have tested her blood um but they didn't realize that uh, her liver failed basically and um then because of her case then they, they put into motion certain practices to make sure that everybody gets tested. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just feel like it was an unfortunate situation as well because she's an immigrant woman and the way that she shared it with me was that it was a miracle. And, and I definitely felt that, but I also felt uh, where there are some barriers that she had to deal with due mm-hmm. to language perhaps um, but also, you know, having people uh, who are familiar with the healthcare system here, or um, are have lived their lives or generations of their lives here, who could advocate for her or could have advocated for her. So there were actually a lot of interesting occurrences um, that that struck me, and where I felt like I had to deal with certain questions about being ethical and um, Mm. my place of privilege and when should I speak and when should I not Um, but really I I Mm. felt like it wasn't my place to say anything or make particular comments but really it was giving them the space to share about what occurred yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) I mean there there are a lot of a lot of different stories and um, we, you know, those of us that got a chance to listen to it were quite moved by all of them, uh, and particularly the the resilience in um, this quest to live, you know, and the 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 overarching feeling of not being willing to succumb to the disease. You know, of course, mm, there were people who passed and of family members of people who passed that I got the chance to interview as well. Mm. And so they shared another perspective on, 
you know, their roles as caretakers mm -hmm. and how uh, that could be challenging and uh, require a lot of energy and different emotional and psychological tactics to keep their loved ones um, hopeful yes. and pushing forward. Um, as well as their their research for various different and new um, methods of treatment, mm -hmm. you know. So it was mm, a very yeah. I feel like I'm just mm -hmm. opening the door to this type of research, mm -hmm. uh, honestly, because the there's been such a short short span of of time for me to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. But and and and. I, I will have to say, I will say publicly that if folks do want to share their stories with me, I'm mm -hmm. more than welcome to continue this interview process to be able to capture stories. Oh, you know, I think um, the project will continue in various forms past this performance next weekend. Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything, Ian? Maybe Ian can talk yeah. a little bit about the rehearsal process and how sure. we've been dealing with the material and putting things together. Because for Hian, who came in two years ago, we've done more um, site-specific works together. And the first one was on Angel Island. The second one was in a swimming pool. <laughs> and Angel Island again. Mm -hmm. This is our first opportunity to work together inside a proscenium theater. Yeah, um, alongside that, you know, uh, last year, um, Lenora said we were going to do a, a project in, underwater, and I didn't know how to swim, and, and um, our other dancer, Johnny, didn't know how to swim either, so we, 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 were, <laughs> we jumped in and we learned how to swim for the project, oh, and, wow. and this year, we're engaging in aerial work, and neither of us have, have done our Many of us in the company haven't done it before, so now we're flying together. So it's it's been really fun to just jump in these unknown territories for us and to explore in that way. And um, alongside, you know, feeling the, the parallel um, just essence of navigating through um, unpredictable circumstances and situations and, and pathways and how we can support one another and how, you know, we're, we're, we may be limited in certain ranges, but then there's also things that are, um, say, unde undiscovered mm -hmm. in certain areas. So it's it's been a big um, kind of like boxes of mystery opening <laughs> on the horizon. Um, and yeah, we're first time working together in a proscenium theater felt like... So strange because you know we're usually at the site in the building, um, with the audience, and, and so now to be shape shifted into um, a certain section of a proscenium theater, I know I felt myself kind of like uh, unfamiliar again <laughs> to to this, but then yeah I think what um, just keeps us going is just remembering that we're here honoring these stories that are being shared and and um yeah a part of me um imagines you know like particularly with, with this um circumstance it's sort of that unpredictability of it where you don't know your time um frame sometimes and it's like 
with your loved ones, you don't know how much time you have with them, and uh, and and so there's like this unknown ticking clock mm-hmm. sort of present, and so yeah, my my heart goes out to to all those facing and facing it together, and 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 the bravery that that entails. And also the, like Lenora was saying, the resiliency of how, you know, there's so many different ways of modes of research and from, from your, from your dietary to your spiritual well-being and like all these things that support it or just simply being with somebody you love and, and how that captures and, and, um, keeps you going, keeps you fighting. And so, yeah, it's been very warm and inspiring to to be with as Hian mentioned earlier you know part of the inspiration for the project was when my sister got diagnosed last year and at that time we didn't we just were all caught off guard and and she had uh, stage four mm-hmm. metastatic breast cancer. So it had already spread from both breasts to the lymph nodes to her uh, liver and her bones. And we were all just kind of scrambling, trying to figure out how best to support her, mm-hmm. um, what would be the best mode of treatment for her. She was getting lots of different opinions from health care professionals that we knew or were related to. And um, so at that point, given given what I felt I was capable of doing to help support, was I wanted to be able to interview her and just for her her to have the space to talk about whatever she wanted to share in terms of what she was going through, all the information she was learning, you know how she felt her family was going through um, this simultaneously. She has four kids and she runs a business with her husband, so. It was a huge kind of shift in her life, and it really forced her to to turn the mirror on herself and um, take a look at how how can I heal from this? You know, what is it that that I need to shift in terms of my lifestyle to make the adjustments um, and I'll give my body the space to heal? And so. That was really it. It was that first interview with her where I felt, oh, wow. I'm just totally reminded, even though we grew up together, I was reminded, oh, my gosh, my sister, she's a strong woman. You know, she's a fighter. And there's there's no doubt that she's just going to keep pushing, which she did. I mean, she's always problem solving. She's always trying to think of, you know, alternatives, uh, ways to look at things, seeking out information, um, and so really, I mean, if we, if I were to say, okay, how did she heal? Well, she figured it out, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she can figure it out or like she can come to, you know, the, the solutions to problems. And, um, but of course, you know, there is there, you're faced with this question of like, what's your time frame now mm-hmm. and how do we look at our time together, yes. uh, in a way that is generous, but also very clear so that we can appreciate the time that we have together. Um, and through this process for me, I did a lot of writing actually, and I did um, 
I mean, I could share some of that writing, but we did writing uh, as a way for me to process it, like over time. And then um, we ended up building this piece. You know, we have some financial support through grants, but because it was such a short timeline, really, um, we are still fundraising for this project. Um, And so, especially if it's going to be an ongoing project, I think Mm -hmm. it's worth it to consider, you know, how can we support this type of research in the long run? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I appreciate all forms of art and that can really open up conversations and bring people into spaces where they might not either feel comfortable or really know how to get involved, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that you've put this together. Mm, Thank you. And also just highlighting so many voices and recognizing that every person has their own journey and their own perspective on how they handle a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe I can share also uh, the artistic collaborators in the project. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, yes. so we're uh, we're working with longtime collaborators Olivia Ting with the media design, and um, saxophonist composer Francis Wong and uh, bassist Tatsuo Aoki, mm-hmm. who's in Chicago. Francis is based here, and um, we're utilizing some existing music tracks with Tatsu's from his ensemble in Chicago. We're having some live vocalization and singing from three members of the group here during the show um, with a, a cast of seven. So we have Hien, we have Johnny Wen, uh, Megan Lowe. So Megan has a background in aerial dance. She's uh, been dancing with Flyaway Productions and teaching with Bandaloop. And we have Lin Huang, and Sansan Kwan. Sansan teaches at UC Berkeley in mm-hmm. dance and performance studies. We have Jory Horn, who also has experience in aerial dance. Yeah. And so um, we're excited to be bringing this to you. We can also offer tickets. So again, the performances are November 1st and 2nd at mm-hmm. 8 o'clock and November 3rd at 5 o'clock. Okay. The program runs a little over an hour. And then we're having a post-performance panels by some of the interviewees oh. and healthcare professionals. So each night it'll be a different panel. Oh, great. Yeah. And if folks would like to purchase tickets, should they go to your website? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is Lenora Lee Dance, L-E-N-O-R-A-L-E-E-D-A-N-C-E dot com. Mm-hmm. Great. Excellent. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Uh, no, just um, we hope to see you there this weekend. Again, the performance is at Dance Mission, uh, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, Friday and Saturday will be at 8 p.m., and Sunday will be at 5 p.m. And, yeah, it would be amazing if you all could come out and be with us, be with the interviewees, and just share that space and time to um, reflect um, uh, brainstorm and 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 just yeah be with each other during this moment in time yeah and i would imagine that each performance will be not only unique in that all performances are unique and i would imagine that given the folks who will be there afterwards the conversations afterwards will be different as well mm-hmm. so folks could come every night and see a different performance mm-hmm.
I can share a couple of um, writings. Um, he and has some writing as well that we did as part of this pr uh, project and process. Uh, this is something that I wrote. Uh, I'll give a, a couple of short excerpts. Mm -hmm. I received a voicemail from my father who said, Karina's oncologist called and said the cancer has spread from both breasts to her lymph nodes, to her liver and bones. I hold myself up against the glass windows separating me and the pool from the lobby on the outside. I call my father and he confirms it. Standing in the shower, water flows from the pools of my eyes to cross the intersection of the chlorine water being rinsed from my skin down into the drain of forever. They said this type of cancer isn't detected on regular mammograms. It was only until I complained about the masses that they ordered the 3D ultrasound for me. The technician knew right away that it had spread. Through the blood and the bones, through the tissues and organs, infectious, seeking pathways of their own to new territory, new cells, inhabiting more and more space in her being. If it's not an untyped common, it's, if it's not an uncommon type of cancer, why don't they screen as a preventative measure? Then they're missing entire populations who have this. We feel the rivers flowing through the depths of her veins, through the question of tomorrow, through the broken visions of the future, to the pale softness of her skin, holding the storm inside. <sighs> Here's one more short one um, that's a little bit more general. The tides that ripple behind and in front, immersed in a sea, an ocean. The sunlight glistens across the tips of the waves out to the abyss of the horizon. The nerves calm. Everything releases to the beauty of this water all around, as wide as one can see, as deep as the center of the earth, extended for thousands of years for generations of life, hosting and giving birth to creatures abound. Look closer. What do you see? Can you see beneath the surface of where the air meets the waves, this dividing line of lands, land creatures and those of the sea? A fourth wall. A fifth wall? Who is the viewer and who is being witnessed? Dive into the ocean of sun rays beaming down through the ripples of the water. As you fall closer and closer to the earth, through the stratospheres, the layers of life, the oxygen amasses, where will you land? Who will you meet? What journeys will come about? Do I have anything? <laughs> Is this you? Ian has a writing also. From the self, beyond the self, a collective consciousness, the interconnectedness of all beings, universal frequencies, love in its purest form of frequency, energy, our capacity to awaken compassion, clarity, seeing the goodness and light in ourselves and the universe. 
We inherit the deeds, the trauma, the gifts of our ancestry, but spiritually and morally, we can be binded, traced, overcome, and bestowed with both burden and gift. Walking serendipitously, highest frequency, love the selfless, giving of mother figures. There is an allowance that opens the window of the being, two channels, the voices cry and call of that which is necessary to be manifested and shared. Oh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, Aww. I think that's a nice way to close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lenore and Hian, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Roman. Very much look forward to the performance. Yeah. Uh, we can offer some know. tickets too to your listeners. Oh, yes. So whenever you feel like it, we can give three pairs of tickets away. Okay. Yeah, for the Friday performance, November 1st. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and we'll put it that way. If, um, three tickets, just email us at lenoraleedance2 at gmail.com. That's Lenora, L E N O R A. Lee, L-E-E, dance, D-A-N-C-E, two, the number two, at gmail.com. Just email us and mention Mutant Radio and um, your first name and last name. And the first three people to email us will receive those three tickets. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to take a bit of a music break here, and then we'll be back with the rest of the program. So thanks again for being here. And we'll see you the first weekend of November. Yeah. See you, Roman. Hey, okay. Cool.
And welcome back to the weekly review. Big thank you to Lenora and Hien for coming in. Really looking forward to checking out this show. Uh, for more info, again, please go to LenoraLeeDance.com. So right now, it's technically Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. This show will be replayed again this Friday, October 25th. So, yeah, that's the date. Wow, a uh, lot's on my mind at the moment. Did want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And so recording on a different day, there's, yeah, I'm uh, feeling a little bit all over the place with my head. And we're still going to put this all together. One would think that recording a little bit in advance might include having more things being complete or uh, run smoothly, and that's not necessarily the case. Also, I listen to a lot of other podcasts, and oftentimes there are folks who they think they're producers and, and everything, and then I remember, okay, uh, putting this together, I uh, have a lot of voices and a lot of folks here, and at the end of the day, uh, I, I don't have a producer exactly, so perhaps that's why it feels a little bit rocky at times. Anyway, we do appreciate folks listening and now I'll be going into uh another part of the show yeah i'm gonna mostly just have other folks talking during the show because i am getting my thoughts together did want to acknowledge that we are on aloni land and for folks if you'd like to read up more you can go to com, and that is r-a-m-a-y-t-u-s-h Com, and it talks about the history of the land and folks who were on the land before it was colonized. So wanting to put that out there as a resource. Also, especially for folks in the East Bay, to please pay the Shumi land tax. And you can type in S-H-U-U-M-I land tax, and that will bring you to the Segorite Land Trust in the East Bay area and learn more about the Ohlone folks and give back to the land. Okay, cool. So, coming up next, I am going to be playing an excerpt of a previous show that we did on September 27th, 2019. The election's coming up in San Francisco. I descri- Well, I used to describe myself as an anarchist who votes, which I guess is kind of contradictory. However, I recognize having certain people in positions of power who um, aren't terrible is better than having people in positions of power who are. And, wow, that's that's a great promotion. Anyway, did I mention that we don't really edit the show? Therefore, uh, we did want to play a previous interview that we did with Chesa Bodin. And Chesa is running for district attorney here in San Francisco. And you know Chesa's on the right side of things because the Police Officers Association are already donating to a PAC to influence the person who's running against him or the person who's got the most votes against him so far, Susie Loftus, who the uh, mayor has put in, decided to put in even before the election. Uh, The police officers, uh, the association supports her. So recognizing that someone who wants to really work for reform is running, that person should have the support. I hope this sounds like a decent endorsement. It's true. We are endorsing him. And if you'd like to hear more, and you most certainly can hear more, check out the interview with him that 
we had on the show a couple weeks ago, and we're going to be playing that in just a few minutes here. Wow. Okay. So, again, you can find it at the Mutiny Radio archive. If you go to mutinyradio.fm, I'm going to uh, get my thoughts together and chill out for a little bit. So in the meantime, I'm going to play a little bit of a music break, and then we're going to go into the interview with Chesa Bodin. And again, if you want to check out the... There's a couple of voting guides that are out in San Francisco. There's the Pissed Off Voters Guide, and they have endorsed him. Juanita Moore has also endorsed him. A lot of folks have endorsed him. So again, November 5th, vote for Chesa Boudin. And yeah, also if you're in District 5, Dean Preston. So that's where that's where we're going. All right, so now going to put on some music, and then we'll get to the, our interview so you can hear more from Chesa himself. <sighs> Again, a big thank you to, uh, to folks tuning in. And if you'd like to support the station, that would be super helpful. You can go to mutinyradio.fm. There's a... Uh, there's a... Uh, Donate button. Wow. You know, I meditated this morning. I even worked out a little bit this morning. I biked this morning. One would think that perhaps I'd be more clear-headed. And I am still just so... There's so much going on in the world, and that's always been the case. However, just a lot going on. So thanks for bearing with me. Also, I'd appreciate it if you could donate to the show. It'd be a big help. I come here. I volunteer. I do the show. Try to put on try to just talk about important things that are happening and I'm happy to volunteer my time. And also if folks could donate, that would also help out quite a bit. So if you're able to go to patreon.com forward slash weekly rev anywhere from a dollar a month and more would be gratefully great, greatly helpful. Thanks to all the folks who do donate. All right. And here's some music and then as mentioned before, we'll have the interview with Chesa that we did a few weeks ago. Please do vote if that's something that you're into on November 5th and help get out the word to folks who choose to vote. And here's an end of one song. And then, yeah, this is one of the rougher shows that I've done. And that's okay, because that's how life is. Be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The 
revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.
And welcome back to the Weekly Review, joined here by Chesa Boudin. Chesa, thanks for being here. Great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I thought we could start off if you wanted to talk a little bit about what brings you into the studio. It could be pretty much anything, but whatever you'd like to start with. Well, I'm excited to be a candidate for San Francisco District Attorney. The election mm -hmm. is about 39 days away from today. Mm -hmm. And it's a really unique and exciting moment in San Francisco history. It's the first time in over a century where there's no incumbent running for re-election. Mm -hmm. And it happens to coincide with the first time in, in really any of our lifetimes when there's been a broad national consensus that the criminal justice system is broken, that the status quo approach is not making us safer, is wasting tax dollars, and is destroying families and communities. And it's that intersection of San Francisco circumstance with national criminal justice reform movement that led me to decide to run for San Francisco district attorney. Mm -hmm. And I think many folks could argue that the criminal justice system isn't indeed broken, but it's working as it has been designed, which is to cause a lot of harm for many people. Right, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. It's, a, it's a question of framing. What we know is it's costing us about 10% of our state budget just for the Department of Corrections. Oh. That doesn't account for local expenditures at the county level. And we know that it's a system of mass incarceration where mm -hmm. the United States leads the world in locking people up, 25% mm -hmm. of the world's prisoners. And we know that the impact of that incarceration rate is not evenly distributed. It's right. much more likely to fall heavily on black and brown communities, on uh, LGBTQ communities, transgender communities. And um, in San Francisco in particular, we have a horrific problem with racial disparities in incarceration. About 4% of the city's population is black, but more than 50% of the jail is black. And, and that's really one of the most visible manifestations of, of what people have come to call mass incarceration. Yes. Yes. And also we've seen like with the homeless sweeps too, like homeless folks and I think folks with, uh, are mentally ill are also can be victims of police violence quite a bit as well. We've yeah. Seen. We, we've seen over decades of increasingly tough on crime policies an approach that really criminalizes poverty, mm -hmm. criminalizes mental health, uh, and criminalizes drug addiction in ways that are not only inhumane, and uh, wasteful of resources, but also actually undermine public safety. And my campaign right. is really all about bringing um, a new, fresh approach to criminal justice, one that takes a broader view of the context in which crimes are committed, mm -hmm. and that focuses on trying to prevent crime and heal the harm that crime has caused, rather than simply punishing people right. who've committed a crime. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading a, an op-ed earlier that folks had written about how police are sometimes brought into the ideas to solve the problem, but they end up causing more of the problems. One of the things we see, that's exactly right, you know, one of the things that we see, especially in high crime neighborhoods and in heavily policed neighborhoods in San Francisco and across the country, is that many people who are victims of crime, whether it be domestic violence or shootings, hesitate to call the police to report crimes because of their fear, in some cases of retaliation, mm -hmm. but in many cases, fear that the response by the police will actually re-traumatize them or create more problems than they're suffering at the hands of their abusers. That's something we need to change. And it has to start with restoring the integrity of the police department, restoring and rebuilding the trust between communities and law enforcement that's sworn to serve and protect those communities. I, Pardon me, I'm a little bit skeptical of being able to, if, the, if it's systemically, if police have been brought into 
in many ways protect property and wealthy folks, is it possible then to even save that institution? Is, and is it even worth saving? Well, so I think that's, that's the challenge, is to find ways to make sure that our law enforcement is not just working for, to benefit and protect the few, mm -hmm. but is actually working for all of us. So I've dedicated my life to ensuring that the criminal justice system benefits everybody, protects everybody, mm -hmm. not just the rich and powerful and yeah. the well-connected. And we know that in San Francisco, as across the country, all too often, whether you're a crime victim or whether you're someone who's accused of committing a crime, the quality of justice you receive depends on the color of your skin, mm -hmm. what zip code you live in, mm -hmm. and how much money you have in your bank account. Right. And that's got to change. And that's why I'm running for district attorney. Cool. Great. So what got you interested in uh, deciding to pursue this path? Well, let me take you back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. When I was born, yeah. my parents uh, dropped me off at the babysitter. I was about 14 months old. Mm -hmm. And they had it off for the day, told the babysitter they'd pick me up that night. Mm -hmm. But they never came back. While I was at the babysitter, my parents participated as unarmed drivers in a tragically bungled armed robbery that mm -hmm. left three men dead. Mm -hmm. Those men had families, had children. Uh, those families were torn apart by the crime my parents participated in. Mm -hmm. Even though my parents weren't killed or physically injured that day, our family was also torn apart right. because of the crime my parents committed. My mother ended up serving 22 years in prison. Mm -hmm. My father is still incarcerated. Mm -hmm. He may never get out. As a result, my earliest memories are going through steel gates, waiting in lines of mostly black and brown women and children mm -hmm. just to see my parents, just to give them a hug. Years, decades now of visiting my parents in prison taught me some hard lessons about how broken our criminal justice system is. Broken for victims of crime who have so little to show mm -hmm. for the billions of dollars that we invest in punishment. Broken for the people who've been convicted of crimes, who go to what we call the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, mm -hmm. but where we know no one is being corrected or rehabilitated. Right. And we right. have recidivism rates of above two-thirds in California Oof. and even higher in San Francisco County Jail. Mm. And of course, the system is also broken for the communities where crimes are committed because those communities are being torn apart. Instead of investing in education, building new schools and universities, mm -hmm. California has focused for decades on building new prisons. Yeah. Instead of providing equal justice, mm -hmm. we've got this horrifically discriminatory system that undermines public safety called money bail, which I'm proud to say I've fought for years mm -hmm. to end. Um, and it's, it's uh, those kinds of problems that I saw firsthand yeah. growing up, day in, day out, going into prisons to visit my parents, um, receiving phone calls from them on recorded Department of Corrections mm. phone lines, and thinking about how little punishing my parents was doing to heal the harm that they had caused. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's that, that's sort of the life journey that led mm -hmm. me to decide to become a San Francisco public defender. Mm -hmm. As a public defender, I represent people who are too poor mm -hmm. to hire their own attorney to make sure that they also have equal justice. Right. As San Francisco's next district attorney, my goal is gonna be really similar in some ways, to yes. make sure that everybody in this city, no matter how wealthy they are, no matter how well-connected they are, mm -hmm. has equal justice under law. Yes. And I've been hearing about a few other district attorneys uh, across the country who have also, like there was Tiffany Caban, I believe, in, in New York, and there was also was a f person in, I think, Pennsylvania, like there Larry Krasner. Krasner, yeah 
Yeah, this is part of a national movement. Mm -hmm. um, you've named a couple. Um, Tiffany Caban came within 55 votes of, yeah. of winning her race. Yeah, really I disappointing. Have, I had announced that because initially I think at first they reported that she had won and Correct. I reported on the show and then I was sad to learn that was not the case. Correct. It, you know, it was one of those situations where uh, she was ahead by over a thousand votes mm -hmm. on election night. Yes. And then, you know, the machine was against her from day one. Yes. And yes. she was running a grassroots campaign. Um, it was really people powered. She never had the, the fundraising or the institutional support. Mm -hmm. And when they did a recount, um, they magically found enough ballots that and, and threw many of hers out to where she ended up losing by 55 mm. votes. But I'll tell you, you know, her uh, election and her movement mm -hmm. has inspired people around the country. Yes. Um, it yes. certainly has energized our campaign, mm -hmm. helped generate volunteers for our campaign here in San Francisco. And I'm really honored to be supported by not only Tiffany Caban, but as you mentioned, Larry Krasner, mm -hmm. the elected district attorney in Philadelphia as well as Kim Fox. Oh, yes, in Chicago. In Chicago, yes. exactly. And Rachel Rollins in Boston. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the people who are really leading our progressive criminal justice reform movement, mm -hmm. who are finding creative ways to reduce mass incarceration, mm -hmm. reduce racial disparities, mm -hmm. increase transparency and accountability for police and other law enforcement agents while keeping our community safe. And I'm really lucky to have their support and to be able to work with them mm -hmm. on implementing... Um, successful policies that they've modeled in their jurisdictions here in San Francisco starting in January. That's great. So what if so if folks are interested in like helping your campaign, are there ways people can volunteer and or help to get the word out? Absolutely. Um, we are a grassroots campaign mm -hmm. and we depend on people power, creativity, energy, um, you name it. It's really coming from our volunteer base. Mm -hmm. There are lots of things people can do uh, depending on their skills. We'd love to have people phone bank, knock on doors, um, help out around the campaign headquarters, social media. Mm -hmm. um, the best thing to do is go to our website, www.chesaboudin.com, C-H-E-S-A-B-O-U-D-I-N.com. That's C-H-E-S-A-B-O-U-D-I-N.com. You can sign up to volunteer. You can sign up to have a window sign delivered to put in your window. Oh, yeah. We'll put uh, one up here. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think we have one uh, we, can, we can leave with you at great. the end of the show. Um, and there's lots of other ways people can get involved. So mm -hmm. we, we'd love to have support. And you know, we really look at this as more than just an election campaign. We're, we're building a movement, um, and it's going to continue. The organizing and the grassroots energy has to continue after Election Day. Mm -hmm. um, that's how we're going to effectuate the kinds of changes that we're committed to. Excellent. Yes, I believe um, I saw you. I I've, have volunteered a bit for Shahid's campaign. And so I, th I believe I saw you at the farmer's market. Uh, That's right. I think we were at the, in the inner sunset, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a great farmer's market. I've lived uh, in the outer sunset for many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the, the inner sunset farmer's market is, is close to my home. Always been one of my favorite locations. And we have a lot of supporters in that neighborhood. So I'm always happy to go and, and uh, get a snack and talk to voters. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to share? We do have some more time. However, no, you're on a, a time crunch, so. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. There are a couple specific issues I'd like to talk about mm -hmm. that are real priorities for me in the campaign, and also a couple things that I'd, I'd like to share that I'm proud to have worked on over the last few years. Because yes. I think when it comes to deciding who to vote for, mm -hmm. for me personally, one of the most important things is not just the rhetoric that someone uses or the promises that they make, but also the track record that they have. Mm -hmm. And so I think... You know, the reason I've been able to uh, build such a big movement and, and have so many volunteers 
is really because of my life's work. The perspective that I bring mm -hmm. as someone who's had parents in prison and who's worked every day in the Hall of Justice for so many years, uh, but also because of the work I've done. And, and you know, one of those projects that I've led is around money bail. And I mentioned that earlier, but, mm -hmm. you know, San Francisco and, and all of California has a system where a wealthy person can buy their way out of jail, mm -hmm. no matter how dangerous they are. Mm -hmm. While a poor person who may be wrongfully arrested, wrongfully accused of a low level crime with weak evidence against them will languish behind bars simply because of their poverty. It's a system that is both discriminatory and also undermines public safety. Mm -hmm. And so for many years, I've led litigation efforts in state court. We now have a case pending before the California Supreme Court. And in federal court, where I've won um, reversals of local practice from more than five different federal judges that have agreed with our argument that this undermines public safety and that this is something which discriminates explicitly, violates equal protection, mm -hmm. violates due process. As district attorney, I'm committed to ending money bail, mm -hmm. to never allowing my staff to put a price tag on freedom. If someone is too dangerous to be released to the community, then the fact that they're wealthy doesn't make them safe. Mm -hmm. And if someone can safely be released with appropriate conditions, right. the fact that they're poor should not be an obstacle to allowing them to go back to their family and community. Of course, yes. Now, there's another area that I think today with the racist Trump administration is more important than ever, and that's immigration. Mm -hmm. The Trump administration is using xenophobic nativist policies and rhetoric mm -hmm. to divide this country. It's using hate for immigrants as a way to drive a wedge between communities mm -hmm. and to scapegoat. It's a tremendously dangerous time across the country because of that really a scary approach that the Trump administration is taking. Mm -hmm. I'm proud to be the only candidate in this race who has a long track record of pushing back against ICE, standing up for our immigrant communities. Mm -hmm. um, and I've committed to creating an immigration unit mm -hmm. in the district attorney's office once I'm elected. Let me tell you why. When local law enforcement cooperates with ICE, it undermines public safety. Mm -hmm. It distracts our resources that we need to be spending on local law enforcement priorities. And it undermines trust in immigrant communities mm -hmm. and makes it less likely that immigrants who are victims of crime or who are witnesses to crime will come forward and cooperate with local law enforcement. Mm -hmm. If we want to provide equal justice, if we want to protect everyone in San Francisco, mm -hmm. we need our immigrant communities to know that we have their back, that right. we will never cooperate with ICE. And I'll tell you, back as recently as 2012, in 2013, San Francisco still handed people over to ICE. Yep, yeah. I mean, if you got arrested as an immigrant in San Francisco and taken mm -hmm. to jail, at the end of the case, even if you were acquitted of all charges, even if the district attorney decided not to file charges against you, mm -hmm. the sheriff would hold you until ICE came and picked <sighs> you up. Now, I had a client in that situation mm -hmm. back in 2012. She was a grandmother from El Salvador charged with shoplifting Christmas presents from the Gap for her grandkids. And at that time, everybody said, there is nothing you can do. She's going to get deported. She's going to get handed over to ICE. And, I, you know, luckily I've been to El Salvador. I've lived in Latin America. I mm -hmm. speak fluent Spanish. And I begged her to give me time to not listen to or accept that this was a hopeless situation. Mm -hmm. And I built a coalition. I worked with immigrant advocates across the city. I worked with her family who played a leadership role. And we persuaded the sheriff that he had not only the legal power, 
but the moral obligation to stop cooperating with ICE and to let her take responsibility. She pled guilty to mm -hmm. shoplifting and then go back to her family and her grandkids. Mm. After that case, we did it again and again until we persuaded the sheriff to institute a policy and ultimately the Board of Supervisors passed a few months later a sanctuary city policy that mm. I'm proud to say I'm going to continue to defend as San Francisco's next district attorney. Great. Yeah, that's crucial. That's the track record um, that I've got. And here are some of the things we're going to do in keeping with that track record mm -hmm. once I'm elected. First, treat mental illness before crimes are committed. Mm -hmm. Not wait until people commit a crime and go to jail. Today, San Francisco's county jail is the number one provider of mental health services. It's mm -hmm. a disgrace. Mm -hmm. It's ineffective. It's inhumane. And perhaps worst of all, it guarantees that we're going to have more victims of crime because we refuse to address the root causes until after someone is victimized. Right. That's got to change, and it will on day one when I'm district attorney. Second, we need to treat survivors of sexual assault with dignity, and that starts with testing every single rape kit. Mm -hmm. When someone has the courage to come forward after a sexual assault, submit their body to an invasive evidentiary gathering process, mm -hmm. cooperate with law enforcement, and then have law enforcement say, we're not going to even bother to test the evidence. We're going to let it gather dust in the evidence room shelves. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening today in San Francisco. That's what's been happening in San Francisco. And it will change when I'm district attorney. We will test every rape kit and treat survivors of sexual assault with dignity. And I'll give you one last example of mm -hmm. something I'm committed to doing. Mm -hmm. Today, victims of crime are largely excluded from the process. Mm -hmm. Often, they never hear from the district attorney's office until and unless they receive a subpoena in the mail. Mm -hmm. I'm proud to be the only candidate in this race to have committed to requiring my staff to contact every victim of every crime. within 48 hours to give them a voice and to give them the right to participate in a restorative justice process that can help heal the harm that they've suffered instead of just using them to punish the people that have harmed them. Wow. Well, thank you very much for, for sharing that. It's my pleasure. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited about the possibility of working uh, with so many of the people in San Francisco, the community groups and organizations that have yes. endorsed me, the labor union, mm -hmm. the community activists um, who are part of this movement and who recognize that we can do a much better job keeping our community safe and treating people with dignity. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. Great to be here. Thanks for your time and, yeah. uh, and enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks to Chase Boudin for being here. We're going to take a bit of a music break and then wrap up the show in a little bit. Thanks so much for tuning in to Mutiny Radio. And we'll be back in just a bit.
welcome back to the weekly review that was tribe eight with the song money loves me off the album thanks for the memories okay so we got a little bit of time left and i thought uh we'd go over some news stories and other things that folks can do so perhaps not even as many news stories but more action items so if you happen to be in new york on wednesday october 23rd and again we're currently broadcasting on October 22nd, you can go to the NNJ Letter Writing Night, which is Wednesday, October 23rd from 6 to 9 p.m. in East Harlem at 215 East 99th Street at the El Barrio Art Space. Join us to write to our incarcerated comrades. They'll have speakers, performers, and food. Uh, And they say, we'll be building community out here and across the wall. Come on through. And again, if you're listening to this perhaps after the 23rd and would like to participate in the future and or, you know, folks in New York who might, you can follow them on Twitter at no new jails, all one word, underscore NYC. Again, at no new jails, underscore NYC. Next up. Hmm. Yeah, I thought I'd prepared a little bit more. I know where things are. Also, the internet's currently down at the radio station. I know there's that thing where it's like, fake it till you make it, and I also think there's something to be said for vulnerability and checking in when things are not quite going uh, according to plan. So, yeah, that's kind of what's happening here, and perhaps that's why I feel a little bit on edge, is that I'd like to put together a program that flows smoothly, and sometimes it doesn't go as smoothly as I'd like, and that's okay. And in improv, they had that saying, uh, there's no such thing as a mistake. And I understand, I understand that. And also, sometimes it's nice to not have mistakes. And also, you want things to move smoothly. Okay, next up, it's an announcement. Yeah, we'll do announcements. Uh, There's a workshop, which is happening Saturday, October 26th. This workshop is a new three-hour workshop. Uh, building upon a newly debuted two-hour workshop, which happened this past Saturday at the Los Angeles Diversity Comedy Festival. And this is put on by Fernando Funes. And here is the information that's on Eventbrite about our teaching artist. Uh, Fernando Funes is the head writer, director, and co-executive producer of the Latinx comedy Pachanga a Los Angeles-based sketch variety show with the purpose of putting up Latinx comedians front and center. A graduate of the groundbreaking Pack Theater sketch program, Fernando writes and performs on Moonshot, which performs every first Sunday of the month at 8 p.m. at the Pack Theater. An improv performer with nearly 10 years of shows under his belt, Fernando has performed hundreds of shows in Orange County, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Berkeley, and even a handful of shows in South America. Fernando's Poem A Day project finds him writing a poem for every single day of the year. It's a great way to make sense of the chaos of life. The event is being hosted by Colorized Improv, an improv slash talk story movement expressing social, cultural, and personal experiences to explore and cultivate equity, representation, and inclusion. And there's an event bright link and a description and... If you go to eventbrite.com forward slash how dash to dash right dash from dash your dash POC dash POV dash tickets dash seven seven four two eight two six five zero two five. And 
I'll read a little bit about the description and I'll also see if I can find a easier way to verbally share the link. Um, in this three-hour pop-up workshop, How to Write from Your POC POV, we will mine from our personal experiences, backgrounds, cultures, and histories to write deeply personal sketches that are true to our unique POC experiences in America. Learn how to use your experiences to create sketch comedy that is a reflection of your POC identity. Discover what a POC sketch is and its purpose, why sharing your POC experience is important, and how an approach to the sketch writing process can connect with audiences. For reference, we also will have fun watching a few POC sketches to see how others express themselves, and then we will come up with outlines of our own sketches. Who you are. You are you, a person of color who loves sketch comedy. You are seeking to learn how to use your unique POC experience to write sketches and, perhaps along the way, create comedy gold. By the end of the workshop, you will... One, learn why page one is the most important part of your sketch. Uh, Understand the basics of writing a three to four page sketch. Learn the importance of writing down your ideas ASAP. Build agreement with your audience about your sketch. Walk away with an outline of a sketch. Share in a Q&A among other workshop writers. What to bring with you? You do you, digital or analog. To write yourself, please, oh, yourself. Please arrive on time so we can dig in and get the most out of the workshop digital. Please bring a laptop computer or tablet with writing software with which you are comfortable. And then if you're doing analog, please bring a legal pad or whatever paper product or pen, pen or pencil on which you'd like to write. About our teaching artist, Fernando Fuenes is the head writer, director, and co-executive producer of the Latinx comedy Pachanga, a Los Angeles-based sketch variety show with the purpose of putting up Latinx comedians front and center. Okay, and I've read the bio, and I'll go here. Uh, Fernando's Poem a Day project finds him writing a poem for every single day of the year. It's a great way to make sense of the chaos of life. You can follow Fernando on Twitter and Instagram at Fernando A. Fuenas, and that's F, that's at F-E-R-N-A N-D-O-A-F-U-N-E-S. And so, yes, that's on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to see if I'm going to talk while I try something, so bear with me. And it's uh, one of those shows. I'm going to see if if we look on Twitter, if we can see if there's a link for the Eventbrite invite. This will take me just a moment. Again, thanks so much for tuning in to the weekly review midweek and also end of the week on Friday when this will be uh, playing. Okay. And looking here, I don't currently see a link on Twitter. However, I believe hopefully on Instagram you can also Check it out there. And then also there's a WordPress. There's a link to the WordPress site. So I'm going to see if there's a link there. Thanks for bearing with me. And thanks for tuning in. And best case, worst case, whatever case, check out eventbrite.com. Uh, and then if you type in the name of the workshop, um, hopefully you can find it there as well. And 
going to cut and paste it again. So yes, if you go to eventbrite.com and check out how to write from your POC POV. And again, it's hosted by Colorize Improv. It's happening Saturday, October 26, 2019, 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Counterpulse, which is at 80 Turk Street in San Francisco. Our refund policy refunds up to one day before the event. And yeah, so please do check out this event. Okay, back to some more items. Bolivia elected a, an indigenous socialist um, to office, and there have been a lot of right-wing attacks, which seems to happen no matter what, which is deeply upsetting. So, yeah, that's awful. Um, ugh. And also in Chile, there have been a lot of uh, folks protesting. Um, the cost of living has been just ridiculously too high. And so folks have really taken to the streets. There's also been millions of people protesting in Lebanon. There's been people protesting in Haiti. People have been protesting everywhere. So wanting to announce that. <sighs> and I recognize uh, we're doing a really uh, brief synopsis of the news. So please do. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, that's I mostly end up retweeting things and sharing news items from folks who are in these places I'm talking about. So if you want to follow me, you can do so at R-O-M-A-N-R-I-M-E-R. Also, if you happen to be listening today on Tuesday and you're in Oakland and or can get to the East Bay, uh, dear APTP supporters, Oakland police are out of control. They just violently arrested a leader of our community. Join us tonight at the Oakland City Council Public Safety Committee to demand real police oversight and accountability to prevent OPD crimes. This is the Oakland City Council Public Safety Meeting happening Tuesday, October 22nd at 6 p.m. at Oakland City Hall, Sergeant Mark Dunnikin room, first floor, one Frank H. Ogawa Plaza in Oakland. The committee will read the community's proposal to radically reform the Oakland Police Commission, Measure LL, for the first time, let's show up in force. We'll also be supporting Wilson Riles, who was assaulted by OPD last week. Wilson Riles, a former city council member, mayoral candidate, and longtime civic leader in Oakland, was at a city office when he was thrown to the ground and violently arrested by OPD. Tonight, he asks his Oakland community to show up as he protests his treatment and OPD's treatment of black Oakland residents. Folks can also contribute to his PayPal account, which is at W-R-I-L-E-S at PacBell.net. Again, contribute to his PayPal at the email address is W-R-I-L-E-S at PacBell, and that's P-A-C-B-E-L-L dot net. And they also have an article for more info on OPD's violent assault of Mr. Riles. Read this article. APTP is a great organization. If you'd like to get more involved, you can find them online. And the article they've linked to is um, from SF Gate, and it came out on October 20th by the Bay City News Service. Ex-Oakland council member says he was forcibly arrested while complaining to planning department. I'll read a little bit of this article. A former Oakland City Council member says he was forcibly arrested in the city's planning and zoning department on Thursday after an argument with staff stemming from a long dispute over having a sweat lodge on his property for his Native American spiritual practices. Wilson Riles Jr., 73, served on the Oakland City Council from 19... 
1979-1992. He said that he was leaving the city office on Thursday morning. Um, that as he was leaving the office, city office on Thursday morning, he was confronted by police officers who threw him to the ground and handcuffed him without giving him any indication that they intended to, intended to arrest him. An Oakland police spokesperson said the department would not provide any additional details about Ryle's arrest until Monday. Police logs indicated he was arrested. Fucking police. I'm not even going to read their report on the police logs. For more info, you can check out the article again at SFGate, and it came out on October 20th. All right. So we are coming to the end of the program. Again, thanks, folks, for tuning in. And I believe there was one more story I wanted to get to, and that might not happen just now. Yep. Oh, we got another one. Um, Okay. So, again, if you're listening, um, whenever you're listening, um, this this is about the... A lot of folks who are unhoused have been had their items stolen um, by police and Department of Public Works, both here in San Francisco and in Oakland, as well as other places here in the United States. And folks are coming together to protest. So this is a protest that's coming up this week. Uh, Caltrans is coming on Thursday, October 24th, and October 25th. Upstairs, downstairs will be hit on Thursday. Gilman and Ashby shell mound on Friday. And again, these are uh, encampments. And the person has, says who wrote this says uh, that they've spoken to the majority of the residents and they have approved an occupation of the two encampments, meaning residents are inviting homeless throughout Berkeley to move to the Seabreeze slash, excuse me, I-80 underpass to stand collectively together. Currently, homeless in downtown Berkeley are being harassed and many are being cited with violation of the sidewalk ordinance. And a little bit more information. And just instructing for folks to share. Uh, Are you homeless in Berkeley? Are you housed and want to stand in solidarity with us? And we are asking all homeless who are tired of being kicked around, harassed, vilified, hated, and alone to join the encampments at the Seabreeze and under the I-80 underpass. We have room for your tent. Caltrans is coming this Thursday, October 24th. Come and pitch your tent so we can collectively tell the Bay Area that we are human and that we exist. Alone, you can be harassed, but we can stand together as human beings to demand an answer to where do we go? So many citations are being issued in downtown Berkeley each week. There are evictions all through Oakland this week. We are welcome to, all are welcome to join us. This is a nonviolent action. No, you are worthy and you are not invisible. A movement has started. Join us. And it's under the hashtag, where do we go, Burke? And that's in Berkeley, as in Berkeley, B-E-R-K. And again, I'll, I also just want to uh, rephrase instead of saying stand up to, to show up is another way of using that. So, yes, there's lots of ways that folks can show up. And, yeah, all right. So that being said, I'll end on a – I'll do another Tribate song. And have a great week weekend, everyone. Uh, thanks for showing up in any way you can. And – We'll be back with another show on the following Friday. Yeah. There's a song called Sensitive. I'm a pretty sensitive person, and perhaps you are too.
Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sand dogs on August 18th to benefit mission language and vocational school and celebrate the peak of sunshine? For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website. At Are you tired of some piles of filthy cash? I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcast and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> 
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total thumb from Lori Stanton. Jesus. Voice is absolutely right. I am petty, rebellious, and adolescent. And I will cut the Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie.
Nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventurous next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family. Admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook. For lots of info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October 4th with Dames Don't Care. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Is there tension? No, probably just some sadness. Uh, so there's a... Uh, I was going to say operation, but it's a, it's a project called the Young Storytellers Foundation, and I've volunteered with them a number of times, and they have kids um, write plays, and they, the kids all have mentors, and they, they write plays together, and then they cast actors, and it's a very, it's kind of a quick, they, they take time to write the plays, but then they do the, the casting very quick, so we kind of show up showed up at like nine, and then they we do a very brief audition, which pretty much just we go up in front of the kids and say, I can do this. So some people are more physical, some people are more like theatrically trained. I went up this time and was like, oh, I can play male or female characters because gender is fluid, and you know, I like to get that message out there to the young folks, because um, I feel like I would have appreciated that when I was young. Um, although I think, think now it's things have gotten a lot more, uh, in most places, kids are a lot more aware of the options as far as gender conformity goes and how one can rebel against that and how it's all an illusion. Anyway, so we do that little brief thing and then they cast us in, in their plays and um, there are some really cool plays. It was really cool. Um, one I was in, it was a, uh, about, there's this kid like going from like a pink cloud to a blue cloud and they end up combining it so it's purple. That's, I'm not doing it justice, but it was really awesome. It was really just, kids are right on. And then there's Let's a- watch a full length song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. 
Wow. Let's watch wow. a full-length movie, Carl. Carl, Carl, <laughs> Carl. Testing, testing, Carl. Much anticipated show today. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the most anticipated show in the hit since Geraldo Rivera's unveiling of what's inside wow. the vault. <laughs> wow, what a chestnut that reference is. Uh, yeah. All right, Carl, just just say hello so I can hear your sound levels on this live well, show. Um, hello, one, two, three. Hello, one, two, three. I should be coming in loud and clear. Yeah, all right, sounds good. I think I'm louder. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We are a podcast hosted by myself, Mike Spiegelman, and Carl. Yes. And we watch a full-length movie on YouTube every week, and this is a special show. And you can find us on mutinyradio.fm, where we do the show live Sundays, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, in fact, we're doing this on a special Saturday night showcase, but who cares uh, if you are uh, hearing this afterwards. But you can find us on YouTube, on uh, iTunes, at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And that's also, you can find the feed on Mutiny Radio. And so go ahead and subscribe. Uh, it's very easy, and every week we watch a, a movie. This week, Carl, what's the movie we're watching? This is a very different kind of movie for us because it is a good movie Carl. to the rest of the world. Carl, okay. there's no such thing as a bad movie. We watch good movies every week. <laughs> there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs> okay, um, we are going to be watching uh, Pootie Chang. Oh, right on. Uh, not again. <laughs> no such thing as a bad movie. Uh, this is The Godfather. The Godfather. Classic. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Oh, all right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, watch movies on YouTube. So what we would like you to do is that this is a special show. Uh, we're going to be offering this as a separate download or having it in a special location. This is basically to help uh, mutinyradio.fm. Consider this uh, a charity show. What we're asking you to do if you purchase this broadcast, the God bless you, it's a special episode. But we want you to go to YouTube and pay for this movie. And since you are going to pay for this movie, why not throw in $5 donation to Mutiny Radio while you're at it? And you could do that even if you don't watch this movie. Uh, MutinyRadio.fm, there's a PayPal link. It just says donate. Go ahead and click it. Minimum donation is 5 bucks. You pay for YouTube. You pay for uh, MutinyRadio.fm. And maybe you pay for this actual broadcast. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch a free movie? No. Every Sunday, if you follow that Facebook, uh, that uh, podcast link, you will see free movies, full-length movies on YouTube. But this one, we're yeah. going to have to pay for it. And I haven't – I don't know what I'm doing yet. Uh, I've never paid for a movie on YouTube. This will be a new experience. I have my credit card here. Okay, uh, I have a Google card. Play card. Mm-hmm. Oh. So hang on. Let me oh. – uh, Will that work? YouTube is purchased by Google. I'm sure they are. You wouldn't say that, right? Well, don't I – I'm going to go into my Google account. And uh, by the way, this movie is a two and a half hour movie. So before we start, <laughs> yeah, get ready. Get ready. Now, if you have this on your own on video or DVD or right. something, don't do that. Look, if you're Mike Spiegelman from 20 years ago, you might have it on uh, VHS. VHS. You the might. The show is called "Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube." So you have to watch uh, this on YouTube. So uh, I browsed for Godfather. Yes. The first link is one of those silly close-up shots. The second link 
It looks like the DVD box cover. I think uh, I think YouTube Movies uh, actually has is hosting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says Godfather YouTube Movies, right? All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to go into Google and excuse me, enter this uh, Google Play code here on the show. You know what? This I don't I don't want to charge for this episode. <laughs> I'm going to be typing. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm logging into Google. Okay, so I'm just clicking on the link. You know, for two ninety nine, I'm going to put in my credit card. Oh, you are? Oh, man, you're way ahead of me right now. Well, I don't. I shouldn't be. So I'll wait. I'll just put in the card and not hit hit enter. Well, we're doing this live because we want to show people oh, how to do yeah. this. So why don't you go ahead and walk people through, and I'll get my, my stuff ready. Okay, Carl? Okay. I went to YouTube, and I searched for The Godfather. One word, Godfather. Hit enter. The first link is, uh, is not legit. You could actually watch it if you wanted, but you wouldn't be exactly synced with us. The second one looks like the DVD cover. <clears throat> it's black and white of Marlon Brando with The Godfather in gold. Click on there, and you have a $2.99 button. Rent, to, uh, rent SD, $2.99. You could buy SD for $12.99. Don't do that. Don't be a sucker. Well, so I now, mean, you could buy it. It's Godfather. <laughs> so now I'm entering my credit card number, All which right. is 42. Four two. Isn't your uh, credit card number has two four point? Oh, tell me again. What is it? Oh man, it's a three hour movie. Four four two zero six eight three three eight zero two four two. Hey, I have uh, money on my Google Play, so I'm in. My Google Play had a balance right. in it. Purchase complete. Thank you. All right, I'm in, Carl. Oh, shit. It's going to start. i got to hit pause. uh, I'm sorry. I talked over. I talked. Yeah, you know, I'm talking over your credit card information. Uh, So go ahead. For the people at home. No, that's my mistake. Why don't you start from the beginning? (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) it's too much numbers. Look, you can get the podcast. You can buy it. Hey, you Carl. have my credit card number. Carl, before we start the movie, I think we need to start this movie with a uh, Mike Spiegelman new joke. Okay, uh, I've been going on stage and I've been saying a little bit about myself. My phone number is 415-425-964. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's my social security number. I'm sorry. Can you tell us a little something about yourself? Sure. sure. Did you know that my ATM PIN number is the same four digits as my IQ? Zero 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 four eight. Oh, that's low. Low. You should be in the nineties, Mike. I know you well. You're at least in the nineties. Oh yeah, I'm totally. I'm into Rico Suave and the Grime TV, the Grind and Zima. Oh, oh, the other nineties. Okay, so. <laughs> all right, Zima. I'm going to start rental period. It asked me, and now I'm buffering circle. Are you in the movie yet? Are you ready to do yeah, this? Yeah, it says once. You uh, would you like to start this rental? So I I'm clicked yes. Start rental period. So I'm buffering oh, like a motherfucker right now. Okay. Wow, I can't. No, well, I, if it looks like you're buffering, you might not have clicked start. Uh, oh, your browser period. does not recognize the video format. Oh, it doesn't recognize this format. What? Are you in Chrome? No, I'm in Safari. Fuck. Have All right. you Chrome or is this? Uh, uh no. All right. You know what? 
Well, it's a Mac. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep the show going. (laughs) 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 Maybe we'll just play this one tomorrow, Carl. Anyway, uh, no. All right, uh, I need to find Chrome. How How does Macintosh work? You have a you're using a Mac. Yeah. So um, how can I find something on Mac? Give me a call here on the station. Go to the internet, Safari, mm. and you would put in download Chrome. Does it work on Mac? I don't no, but I have Chrome on here. I know. I just need like a. Okay, then go to the start button. Yes. <laughs> I'm at start. What can you do in Mac? You, there's a start button. Freaks you out. Uh, File. Find. Finder. Services. Hide find folder. Oh. All right, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in Amadeus. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so as an emergency, Mike, go yeah. back to YouTube, put in The Godfather, and choose the first one. I did the cheap one, the SD. Yeah. And it's telling me it can't work on uh, Safari. All right, oh, hang on. nothing can work on Safari. Where's Pam? Pam's not here, man. Not where's Dave. Um, okay, your phone. Got to go with your phone. Oh, yeah. All right. Hi. Hi, Molly. I'm live on the air. Uh, Mutiny uh, Pirate Cat's on the radio with us, too. Uh, so we're trying to find... Go. Windows. Go. Uh, desktop folder. Computer. There we go. Let me check in there. Fine. Chrome. Chrome. Oh, there we go. Google Chrome, ladies and gentlemen. Great. And, yeah, good. We can start this three-hour movie. We're recording. Uh, hello, uh, Pirate Cat. I have Pirate Cat on the uh, uh, on my phone as well. Probably Molly. Uh, Pirate Cat, as we call her. Yeah, Molly. Okay, here we go. I'm in Google Chrome. Yeah. YouTube. All right, let me. I think I'll donate to Mutiny Radio while you futz around. Why don't you go ahead and direct our listeners how to do it, and I'll go ahead and uh, start this. Okay. I am going to mutinyradio.fm. Never mind that it switches the URL on you. You are at mutinyradio.fm. Then I'm looking for the do, donate button. Uh, oh, no, this is the donut button. Oh, here it is, the donate button. And this is bringing me to PayPal. And donate with PayPal. I can do, oh, I'll just say donate with debit card or credit card. Okay. And then uh, 4206. Eight seven seven zero. Are you telling the good folks your credit card number again? Uh, well, I just I'm old and I need to say it out loud or I won't get it right. All right, so I'm in. It's it's perfectly fine on the uh, Google Chrome uh, browser. So maybe we suggest using Google Play uh, to put in three dollars on your to your account or use your credit card like Carl did. Carl, what was your credit card number again? It was one seven two. It's uh, it's four two zero six. 
Well, listen, just rewind the podcast. You can have it expires October of 2014. <laughs> and this is Diners Club, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so you know what? We're, uh, we're going to start. So I'm ready. Okay, you're ready. So I'm donating to. Uh, okay, so I'm going to take a pause of donating. And let's go back to YouTube. And I'm all buffered up. Uh, yeah, I'm buffered up. So time? here's what we want okay. you to do go to that long ordeal we just did ourselves. Get yourself to YouTube Movies channel, The Godfather, and then uh, hit yes for rental period. And then it's going to start. Hit pause, let it buffer, and let it at zero, zero, zero. We're going to cut to three. Just, just so you guys know, we're going to have closed captioning on, and we're not playing any audio from the movie at all. So uh, legally, we're watching a, a popular movie, but we don't have any of the content uh, on this broadcast. Right? Right. Uh, actually, we you know, know it so well anyway. Uh, hang on. Actually, you know, I could play. Uh... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I've just given $5 to Mutiny Radio, and I encourage you to do it as well. You can do it with my credit card information or your own. <laughs> Go to mutinyradio.fm and look towards the right. You've got Listen Live, which I hope you're already doing, and you know, then the yeah. donut button. And you did the donut button. And you were able to uh, use your credit card number, Carl? What was that again? Okay. Listen, when it comes to taking your money, Mutiny Radio's got it down. Yeah, so donate to Mutiny Radio. And here we are. I'm going to play the uh, iconic theme to The Godfather to start us off. You ready? Ready. Here we go. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. All right, that's as much as I could play of that uh, legally. <laughs> so that's that's the theme. Madonna, that, what was that? It sounds so familiar. What is that? It's the theme to The Godfather. Uh, it's Aqua <laughs> performing theme from Godfather, aka Barbie Girl. All right, we I'm told a the joke. Barbie Girl. Okay. All right. Oh, you know what? I could actually rock out. I'm putting it on theater mode. So we're going to go ahead. Carl, why don't you do the countdown? And when Carl says go, we'll uh, hit play and we'll all be synced up. Okay. We are. Okay. I'm just pasting the link to the fish burgers thing in Facebook like crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, I should live. We should live tweet this too. Oh, hello. All right. So let's just start this thing. Okay. Um, Okay. It's time, right? Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one play. Ernest scared straight. <laughs> so we we're just kidding. What's Those your favorite? Some horrible, great films. What's your favorite Ernest movie? Because I know you've seen them all. Uh, Ernest scared stupid. That's my favorite one. And what's your least it's favorite one? Halloween themed one. Oh yeah. Have you seen Medea's Boo? I think it's better. All right, let's. <laughs> Medea. What's your favorite Medea movie? I I like Goes Boo. Goes to jail. Goes to jail is a good one. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite Police Academy movie? Mine's the second. The first one. Oh, first, first one's one. a classic. What's your favorite Saw movie? Three or four? I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kid, if you enjoyed that joke, you're in for a fantastic three hours. Uh, here we go. We're playing PlayStation 3's Godfather video game. There's the opening credits. <laughs> oh, so let me get some sound off. I know yeah, turn the sound off. It's a lone trump 
a trumpet here. And that is the uh, marionette holding the word Godfather, Jerry yeah. Lewis at Sioux. Right. Which I always thought was very funny, by the way. I always thought was uh, wrong because the Godfathers hold the marionette, not he isn't it isn't held over him. Right, but he controls the strings. Right. So maybe it's a super godfather, like a supreme godfather. Here is the now, scariest this guy. This guy, yeah. he's the scariest man in this whole movie, the florist. So it's, it's an this epic about gangsters. That uh, it, it establishes who the Godfather is and what he does for a community. It's not just crime. It's also... Uh, Payback. But but the movie starts with the florist. This guy is a movie about, a three-hour movie about gangsters, and you start off with this fucking idiot. No, no, he's the undertaker. Oh, the undertaker. He's, oh, he's the undertaker. He brings Sonny to. I always thought it was the florist because he had flor- flowers, but it must have been at a funeral. Oh. <laughs> Dude, what, a, is, um, what a wedding. Did you fight the Undertaker? <laughs> this is the Undertaker. And his, you know, he was, he was, his family was wronged. And he's going to the Godfather for justice because the criminal justice system didn't give it to him. And uh, Godfather's like, hey, come on, you come to me now after all these years. Well, he's, he doesn't, Marlon doesn't like it because he's saying, you, you're, hook, you're asking me for weed, right? I don't talk to you for years, and you come yeah. over here, you're like, am Knock I your go-to weed guy? Do you think I'm just like a fucking stoner all the time? I'm going to be passing out weed? Oh, where can we get weed? I know. Let's ask Godfather. <laughs> ah, it's his wife's, his daughter's wedding. And plus the fact that, like, he's like, can you, you just beat up no. a bunch of guys? Can you kill a bunch of guys for me? <laughs> That's not justice. Yeah. <laughs> your daughter's still alive. They're doing Jaeger shots. Because they're going to party after this. It's important when you have a wedding to do shots. Now, Carla, it's a little bit of trivia. You know during the scene, Marlon Brando has a cat on his lap. It's because during the scene, he's fucking the cat. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the cat fucker. That's why the cat could not get It was his choice. Yeah, no, it was was Marlon's decision. It was his call. (laughs) It was stuck. I feel... For my character. Francis Ford was like, that's a little heavy-handed. Pussy, <laughs> pussy, come on. <laughs> I'm going to fuck this cat, said Marlon Brando. A suspended a sentence. A day of laughter. Look at that old-school phone, man, that rotary phone. There. Oh, yeah. Well, let's that's give it up for the, the cinematography. I love this movie because it just looks so swanky. Everything's just rich. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you want me to do? I want them dead. I want to lick your ear. You should give them a wet willy. All right. We finally get to look at Marlon Brando. Yeah. You know, when I see this film, I don't see Marlon Brando. I see Godfather. Like, if you watch Superman or blah, blah, blah in Paris, there's Marlon Brando, Doctor, the island of Dr. Moreau. But when you watch this, to me, look at that great room. Uh, it's a beautiful room. That's Long the Island. Room Michael turns in. This is in Long Island, right? I don't think so. Long Island, New York's version of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. You know, good, you know what the difference? Good. Every time someone from New Jersey, uh, from Long Island, would give me shit, I'd be like, "Yeah, but New Jersey, it's its own state from New York." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're you still. <laughs> well, we're not New York. We're Long Island. Long Island has one door. One door? 
that makes for a lot of traffic. It is the stupidest thing ever. What about Staten Island? Is that stupid? Staten Island is uh, not the same as Long Island. It, it has two access points, and I don't know. It's just different. Also, if you take a look at a map, Staten Island New Jersey now. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But it's still part of New York. Mm-hmm. Well, here in the Bay Area, we have uh, Treasure Island. Uh-huh. And there's one and at... And the prison. The prison, Alcatraz. We have Alcatraz. And we have San Quentin as well, another island prison. San Quentin, yeah, that's San right. San Q, yeah. All right, you know, this is... Uh, Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, here's the point where Don says that uh, I'm not going to have my guys kill these guys. Right. He's insulted. Well, look, I'm not going to give you weed just because you think I'm the weed guy. (laughs) Well, how much can I pay you for it? Oh, now you just insulted Uh, me. I could have gave you, I'm going to go, I was planning to give you the weed for free. I'm not a fucking dealer. What have I ever done to have you treat me so disrespectfully? (laughs) <laughs> well, you keep Yeah, I mean, he kills a lot of people And keeps them in business <laughs> Yeah, right <laughs> He pretends, I swear to God He pretends that he's an okay guy Like, when the guy leaves He says to Tom, you know, like Hey, we're not murderers Yeah, you're not murderers <laughs> with oh, Tom, is Tom's the best character in this movie And God bless him for not showing up in Godfather Part 3 <laughs> That wasn't his call, man That wasn't his call He absolutely wanted to be in Godfather Tell me, is I'm that for real? Godfather three. Yes, absolutely. I always I heard that Tom that Tom Duvall, uh, Duvall held back for money. He said, "I want oh, to get paid well, this much." You know, he, I heard him on Howard Stern a trillion years ago talking about it. So you know, he might not have been honest, right? He was on a radio show, and he might not have uh, let it be known that that bum wouldn't pay my. You know what I asked? They were like, "All right, here's the." I would have paid the money. I would have paid the money because without him, I would have done a different movie than Marlon Brando did. But everybody, I would have done a movie like, like crime has changed under my feet kind of movie. Right. It used to be about respect and families, and now it's about gang banging and like I'm going legit, and I would have had him go legit. Look, he sniffs his rose like. Here's, so here we are we're at the wedding, and it's a period piece. This is actually the year right now is 1986. Uh, you can tell by is the... Is it Long Island? I think, well, yeah, it's only, I think it's Long Island. I know Michael, uh, well, he gets a place in uh, Reno, right? Well, the second that's movie. the next film. Yeah. So here they're going to take the films like, wait a minute, where's Michael? He's going, what? Who cares about Michael? I'm Who cares about... He goes, no, 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 you have yeah. to do <laughs> Where's I George totally... W? We can't do the shot without George W. <laughs> Fuck it, we got Jeb. Look at Santino. Ah, where's this Mike? Ah, I think he's so great. Where's right. Fredo? They're all dancing, by the way. So, uh, because we're not listening to music, I'm going to actually play. I'm going to play a, a quick snippet. Come okay. on, Barbie, let's go party. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> There's Connie, man, all happy. Oh, here's this fucking. Cheap ass, uh, I'm going to take your photo. So they're at the parking lot, and there's the cops, and they're writing down license plate numbers. Wow. Great, great cars, man. Yeah, gorgeous. The thing great. that I don't like about these historic, they, those cars shouldn't be all nice and new and shiny. They should have a little grime on them. It's just not realistic. Look at it. 
It came There's out some of crime stone. on it. There was some turn on that car. There's fish. There uh, was grime? Yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, this director has to make sure everything's grimy and has detail to it. It's it's all it's all good. <laughs> Look at Clemenza go, man. Clemenza's that's dancing. That's, 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 he's probably like... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> this was the first take. <laughs> this was improvised. He was like, I'm just going to drink the pitcher at this point. Paulie, more 